0: What are talking about on the telephone, man? Explain it, boy! Goddamn, God we know there's a telephone, boy. What the thing are they <laughs> doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Come down, Monsieur Soleil! We have blood to spare. You were like some desperate, howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. bill. Welcome to Comic-Con, the geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens and I'm your host, but in a way aren't we all trying to get through the commercials one day at a time. You know, my son watches the YouTubes. He likes the sing-along songs, the simple songs, Johnny, Johnny, hey papa, eating sweets, no papa, wheels in the bus go round and round, round and round. Hey, Gecko's Garage, there's a gecko, and he has a garage, and he's fixing cars. Hey, don't forget Blippy. Blippi's here to teach you about trucks and dinosaurs and things that go boom and maybe bump in the night. There are things that go bump in the night, and we are the ones who bump back. Uh, no, I did try to watch Hellboy with my son. He's three. Um, it, he didn't hang, uh, but he wasn't disturbed, and no nightmares pursueth him thusly. However, I'm speaking to the commercials that come on during the YouTubesies, okay? Now, your son or daughter, mind you, could be in the back seat of the car. They could be in the living room, uh, just having a nice, pleasant experience watching their favorite Shows or programming or sing-along songs, doodads, zippity-ay, my, 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 what a wonderful day. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's a commercial, you know, the ads, right? And my son will be enjoying his his little moment of zen. And it's shattered abruptly by a commercial. And it's not just like a commercial for like, brand new super soakers, 500 dick sucks. No, it's like a fucking infomercial on depression, on clinical depression. The commercial is grayed out black and white. It's a woman staring out a window on a rainy afternoon, wondering where her life has gone. And I'm not mimicking that people can be depressed and maybe need these kind of ads. I'm only asking that maybe we shift the demographic during my son's programming. You know what I mean? Like, I get that you're going to advertise the 1100 Super Soaker dick suck, you know, so that other kids can watch these commercials and say they want that useless piece of plastic to quote the great, late Dana Carvey. Wait a minute. He didn't die. <laughs> He's still around. I don't know why I said great and late. It rhymed. I uh, Just saying. I'm just saying all of that to say, if you're out there somewhere in the universe, and maybe just by putting this out there in existence... Other than it just being a rant in itself, just change up the ads, which by the way, now I'm trying out the whole premium thing. I don't know. It's like a free trial or something. And I only did it because I thought you could like download YouTube videos and like upload them to other devices, but you can't. You just download them on your one device and then you just keep them there. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. I was trying to share data from a YouTube video so I could like overdub it. But then I had to go through this other app to go do that. And needless to say, I'm trying to make some new content for you kamikanzis, okay? And uh, it's coming. It's forthcoming. And speaking of new content, I got some stuff at the end of this. But first, I just want to quickly say hello to all of you kamikanzis, And again, thank you. Because it's been a while since I did a little solo guy. And I thought, hey, waste not, want not. You know what I mean? It's been a while. And there's not a whole lot of news necessarily. But I just missed you guys. And I thought it was overdue. Sometimes I like to put these in the middle of the week just to break it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Nobody's tracking me, you know? It's not like, you know, we have like a a lot of sponsors. We have to pay the dues, you know? The lights are staying on because that's the day job at the moon base. And I just hope all of you are being safe out there at your moon bases. Um, Even if some of you are working from home or if you're not able to work from home that when you are going out to your job, uh, to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, that you are being safe and that, uh, you're being good to each other and that mentally you're doing okay too. Cause I mean, this has kind of been uh, a little taxing, you know? And, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been watching a lot of old shit, reading a lot of old shit. I've been reading old comics and watching older movies and, um, I haven't really been watching a lot of new shit. I still haven't even started the new season of Umbrella Academy. What else? I haven't even rented anything that's come out on. I don't even know what's out. You know what I mean? I don't I, I don't know. I just watch old shit. And uh, I guess that's part of the good thing about this experience uh, with this pandemic has been, uh, as a result of there not being as many new movies out, I've been re-watching a lot of classics for the show. and um, And we've been talking about that. You know? Uh, we just did Waterworld and I had no idea there was that many people out there that loved Waterworld, that loved Kevin Costner and loved Waterworld. There's like a there's like a secret constituency of Kevin Costner fans. I talk, I talked to my Monomoto. I reached out to him today. I was like, hey, my man. I've been doing this show for years, and I never would have imagined in a a million years or a million episodes that people would have been drawn to Kevin Costner, specifically Kevin Costner's Waterworld. You know what I mean? I mean, to me, that just kind of blew me away. And uh, Mr. James Powell, my monomoto, well, he was also enthusiastic. He responded in kind gives a fuck <laughs> See even when you're not here James you're here mamma namoto I would have thought we would have gotten a little bit more feedback for our off the rails uh, exposé on the on the sexiest and hottest aliens, you know, we are living in a post-hashtag me too era, and this show, um, my show, including myself, can be a little insensitive at times, uh, culturally and sexually. Um, but then sometimes we try to be relevant with the times, also by acknowledging that we are just that, by being inappropriate and being insensitive. I don't know what's worse, like being that way and not owning up to it, or Or being that way and never owning up to it. I don't know. But I mean, we are human. We are flawed. uh, And I'm just a dirtbag sometimes. I know that, you know. But uh, I'm trying to get better, you know, With um, when my wife reminds me to be better. And when I look at my son and I go, well, I'm your father. And I... (laughs) I am, well, I got issues. I got issues. Issues, so I don't know. Maybe this show is a little too raunchy. Maybe this show is a little too off the rails sometimes. You know, but in the wise words of my moto, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. I just uh, I want it. I love it. I want some more. Oh, and speaking of wanting some more, you guys know that I fucking I love Zatanna, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't just I don't just love Zatanna. But I mean, I fucking I fucking love Zatanna. Little baby boys asleep, so I don't want to go too off the rails tonight. But I fucking love Zatanna. And uh, Amelia Clark is rumored to be playing her in a new Zatanna project, a Justice League Dark project, I'm assuming. We're going to get more on that in a couple weeks at the DC fandom. Can't fucking wait. Getting a little thirsty. People keep dropping breadcrumbs along the way. And it's, uh, it's driving me a little nuts, you know, especially since it's been so dry with the news, but this is going to be a big event. And, uh, it might be one standalone picture. It might be a show. HBO Max is kind of in the mix. I've heard. I'm also hearing rumors of Kathy Bates playing, um, Granny Goodness in the New Gods movie. That's finally getting a some light of day, you know, Ava DuVernay's, uh, long talked about, long gestating adaptation of the popular Jack Kirby book. Uh, so that could be pretty astounding. Um, all of this is very exciting and I can't fucking wait. (sighs) I don't know it's gonna give marvel a run for its money too i think we're getting a resurgence of the dc universe i know i kind of said that before but with everything that's on hbo max with doom patrol wrapping up nicely uh teen titans being successful swamp so thing it is what it is but at least content wise it was it was good for what it was you know it just didn't get i don't really know why it didn't get picked up i mean it was kind of slow but um the comics uh have been going insane the content just on the app alone and then, of course, everything with HBO Max. I just feel like we're going to get a big push this year, like 2020 into 2021 is going to be the big the big DC breakthrough where they're going to kind of get into their own. I mean, even Pattinson's talking about showing up on the DC uh fandom event to promote the batman you know we might get a trailer i know we're gonna get a, a snyder cut trailer at least so all of this stuff is fucking exciting we're living in a great time you know this is great except for all the other you know suffering and um, injustices and maniacal laughter in our nation's capital uh, <laughs> we're living in a crazy time you know but i try to look at the good and not so much the bad Um, which leads me to my next point. Um, really I wanted to come on here and shamelessly promote some new content, uh, that I've been working on behind the scenes. Back in January, I put out a song, Afraid by David Bowie. It was a cover and I had talked about how I was in the process of working on a little album with some friends and it was going to be a collaborative piece. Uh, well, I didn't stop. I kept working on that. Even into the quarantine, it slowed things down a little bit. But then in the last few months, when they lived to some restrictions, I did visit Mr. Johnny Barnes himself uh, in the studio. We adhered to the CDC guidelines. Kids, don't worry. Papa Stevens is okay. And I checked her out myself. Not a drip. <laughs> but we're, uh, we're, we're trucking along on this thing. Of course, it's not going to be as much of a collaborative effort with as many people uh, because it's hard to do that when you have to kind of socially distance. It's hard to record with a lot of different people, especially if those people aren't like near you. And I know what you're thinking: like, well, why don't you just do some cool Zoom sessions? But again, it's just it's a lot harder to do that and make it sound really good if you don't have all the right equipment and all that stuff. And maybe I'm just making excuses, but the point is, Johnny Barnes himself is a room full of musicians. So that's another reason. So I think so far it's like three and three, three originals and three covers. Uh, Jimmy and Cadillac Johnson has contributed and Johnny Barnes has contributed and there might be some more down the road. I don't know. It might end up just being the three of us, to be honest, because we're the only ones so far that have been able to make some time for this thing um, and still do the whole social distance thing apart. Uh, I've been able to record some tracks by myself acoustically in the garage and then send them to John for mixing and vice versa. So it's been very collaborative, and the song I wanted to drop for you guys to give you a little tasty-tasty of this forthcoming uh, EP-slash-album, I don't even know what you want to call it, collection of songs uh, by me and my friends. Well, it's a Mudhoney cover, and I've always loved Mudhoney, ever since the fucking 90s. I'm a kid up from the 90s. I'm a teenager from the 90s. I'm, I'm a 90s guy, and I never left the goddamn 90s. And uh, this particular song is "A Thousand Forms of Mind" off their 1998 album "Tomorrow Hits Today." Now, I've always loved this song, and I used to listen to it on the way to school, you know. And I'd be like playing air drums and shit and singing along. I always loved Mudhoney's music. I liked the angst in it. I liked the rawness of it. I liked the simplicity of it too. It was always like a handful of riffs. They butted up against each other. Nothing was ever too complex. But it was just layered and raw. And um, just a just a phenomenal band. If you don't know who they are, you Google and give a tasty. Especially the album I'm referencing. Tomorrow Hit Today came out in '98 it was a formative year for me getting into different bands as a result of being into one to two bands coming out of the Seattle scene. And I never left the bedside of Mudhoney, even when they kind of ailed through the early 2000s, late mid to late 2000s. And they're still around. They're still kicking. You know what I mean? But they're just, they just never broke the stride that some of those other, some of their other neighbor neighbors from the area during the nineties grunge scene, um, they just never broke stride the way those other ones did. But I love the lyrics of this song because it really kind of breaks it down. Um, To me, it kind of reminds me of being like a wandering mad drunk for many years. And um, I think about those years a lot as I kind of go through my recovery, being sober now, a little over six years. And it also kind of has a little bit of the um, element of um, surpassing like a crazy time, you know, and you'll hear it in the words, I'm sure. I and mean, maybe you get a different vibe out of it. That's what I love about music. But for me, it kind of reminds me of that. And, um, and so I've, I've been trying to pick songs from bands and artists that not only that I respect and love, but also the songs themselves have maybe like a meaning to me, uh, during my life ex- and experiences, and maybe also during my life right now with experiences, uh, that I'm facing that we're all facing. So, uh, that's what it's about kids. That's what the rant's about. That's what this little episode is all about. Just trying to shamelessly plug a, uh, um, an upcoming project that I'm working on. Well, really it's just, I'm sharing art. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, this is me singing a song from Mud Honey. Uncle John himself, Johnny Barnes, he did every single fucking instrument on this recording. He did the guitar, the bass, the drums, you name it. Um, I just did the vocals. There was a lot of vocal layering on this song, which I was also, which was also kind of a challenge for me because I don't usually do a lot of the backup stuff. Um, and so that was fun to kind of experiment with that. But uh, honest to God, I'm just blown away by, by John's immense talent that he has. And you'll hear it on this song. I mean he's riffing, he's playing his fucking ass off. And uh, I had to share it because I just wanted to give you guys another taste. Uh, we have about six or seven songs finished. And I think there's about six or seven more to go. Um, but this is just a taste of the forthcoming project. It's going to be called Amphigory, which means a senseless piece of writing or art, which I couldn't think of any other better term to, to encapsulate or to characterize this forthcoming gestation of, Whatever this is. So thanks for listening. I can never thank all of you enough. I love the feedback. I love the engagement. Please continue to subscribe and follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. And remember, whatever we said on this show, as always, it's just fiction. Enjoy the soul.